Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. If you're a fan of the show, you know that I love to go hiking. I am very fortunate to live in a town that is a third conservation land. I also have two wonderful dogs and we love to go. But something that I haven't done a lot of is backpacking, usually because I'll be complaining that it hurts my back. But we're going to get some good secrets to backpacking and the joy of it and how much it helps your life by the fantastic Victoria she joins us now. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Lisa. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So today we're going to be talking about why everyone needs to experience multi-day backpacking adventures and how to get started. Multi-day. That is so cool. So first of all, Victoria, just to tell a little bit about you, uh, you're a successful Silicon Valley technologist and serial entrepreneur, as well as a backpacker, now backpacking evangelist. I love that. And you credit the mountains for your sanity, joy, stress relief, and balance. Let's talk a little bit about what was happening in your life before you discovered the joys of backpacking? Uh, sure. It's really kind of a remarkable personal salvation story, if you will. I discovered backpacking uh, really quite recently, several years ago, sort of late, late in life. And I discovered it or, or rediscovered me at um, kind of you know, very low point in, in my life. Uh, a number of things have happened. Um, part of it was uh, my marriage of 22 years to a uh, love of my life ended uh, and it was difficult to kind of get over it. And then at the same time, the stress of entrepreneurship. I've been uh, for about 10 years at that point in time building my, uh, building my firm. Uh, there was business success. The company was growing global. Uh, and, but, but it was, uh, just a nonstop work. Um, plus I have three kids who I was trying to, to, to grow up at the time. They were, they were between late teens and early twenties and just, you know, stress of it all. Finally, finally kind of, kind of gave in. And, um, I, uh, I had a major burn down and, uh, and it, and it just, and I just didn't get over it it got kind of worse and worse and worse. And it was the stretch of five years, which felt like, uh, you know, just a rabbit hole of uh, depression and uh, um, um, anxieties and panic attacks. And I uh, just didn't know how to how to get out. And then, uh, and then amazingly, miraculously, I got introduced to backpacking. Now, who introduced you? Uh, so a few friends of mine, three to be exact, much younger than me, um, but from the same, same social circles, we're contemplating this amazing summer adventure to go and hike John Muir Trail. It's an iconic 211-mile High Sierra trip. Uh, and they were going to take two weeks out of summer and, uh, and go do that. And they obtained permits. It's actually quite difficult to get permit for GMT for four people. And there was only three of them. So they were looking for the fourth companion, if you will. And I heard about this by accident. And I said, oh, my gosh, this sounds like such an amazing adventure, such an incredible way to try to like live my world for a couple of weeks and go explore some different world. And that turned out to really be a truly life-changing event. That sounds amazing. It's funny because 
I've had one backpacking experience and it wasn't great. And that's why I need to like get reinvigorated to try it again. So I was backpacking with a boyfriend that I wasn't particularly happy with. So, okay, there's strike one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Number two, partway through the backpacking, he decided he wanted to backpack naked. I was like, I don't, why? Just put your damn clothes, like, come on. Like, I don't know. It was just strange. Number three, we ended up getting super lost. And number four, we ended up having to camp on this weird side of the hill. And then our tarp caught on fire. I mean, it was like, if I had video, we would be viral in a second. It was actually, now looking back, the whole thing was kind of hysterical. Oh, and then one of my boots fell off a mountain. I mean, so so let's let's just say I've stuck to day hiking, Victoria, since then. But that was a long, long time ago. I need to like get past that and uh, get back out there. But I bet, do you hear a lot of funny stories about people's um experiences good and bad backpacking yours is pretty much on top of the list of how did i start backpacking that's hilarious i'm glad the guys right (laughs) oh yeah trust me me too yeah yeah yeah. no i'm so happy now but uh, it was a long time ago but i also found the backpack to be really uncomfortable and cumbersome so i want to get into first of all Once you started backpacking, how did you incorporate it into your regular life? Because you're still busy and there's a work-life balance. And then secondly, I'd love to go over some tips today about how to make it more manageable, more comfortable. So you're not hiking going, oh, God, this is too heavy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. For sure. Yeah, happy to talk about it. So first, how do I incorporate it in my life today? So one time committing to, to that first backpacking experience was, was definitely, you know, a one-time event. And it was five or six months away, uh, which was good because I needed to get in shape physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that was a great, like, uh, uh, motivation, if you will, to get out, spend weekends on local hikes, um, and then go to a small, like, overnight backpacking trips to try to understand how to use my gear, try to test it, try to tune it. Um, but once that big experience was behind me and I was completely hooked, I started seeking out um, continuously opportunity to, to spend more time, more time outdoors. And I'm very lucky. I live in the Bay Area. We have uh, small mountains literally all around, you know, under one hour drive. And we- and we have huge mountains, right? We have Sierra Nevada, we have Taha, just a short three, four hour drive. So not everybody is that lucky, but almost everybody has nature, has rivers, have forests, uh, you know, somewhere within a reasonable several, several hours of, of, of driving. Um, and so in my case, I spend a lot of weekends. I probably spend three out of four weekends on any given month, uh, summer or winter. Uh, in the mountains. I usually bolt out of town Friday night, um, often take my dog with me. I have two dogs as well. One of them goes for my, uh, as my adventure partner. And then I come back um, Sunday night and I'm, uh, and I'm like as good as new. <laughs> and then of course, whatever vacation time I have, I tend to save it for more, more ambitious trips. Well, you know, it's not just the backpacking, it's the camping. I mean, you have to be able to find a place, set up camp, make your food, either cook your food or bring, I don't, what do you do? So the kind of amazing thing about backpacking is that there is a little bit of a barrier of entry um, of learning some of these, some of these basic skills, which you never continue to stop learning. And, and, you know, with more experience, you, you learn how to do all of that better. 
uh, on the other hand, it's not actually all that hard to, you know, prepare and, and, and enjoy a backpacking experience, uh, just as long as you kind of start on a small, on a small scale, scale, you know, simple overnight, somewhere not too far away from, you know, from your hometown or maybe around your hometown. But essentially, uh, camping is a big part of being in the outdoors for multiple days. Um, you basically walk all day or part of the day. You stop by to collect water along the way. That's important because you're thirsty. You need to drink a lot and the water doesn't come out of your, out of your bottle. It actually comes down, comes out of, you know, rivers and lakes. You, um, purify that water. You have to heat the water. Uh, no, no, there is very convenient filters that allow you literally within, you know, minutes or seconds, essentially oh, purify great. it. And now you go to drink it during the day. Um, and then you come to a campsite in the evening and you put out your tent um, and then you get on cooking and actually cooking in the outdoors is a lot of fun. And there is a lot of choices and the food, backpacking food is actually could be incredibly good. I think people don't even realize how good it could be. Uh, there are some very simple recipes where you can take complete dehydrated meals and throw some boil some water and throw it out, you know, pour it, pour it over the, the, the meal. And within literally two to three minutes, you're, you're good to go. Or you can get more elaborate and you can cook delicious meals right there in the, in the outdoors. And that is part of what's so magical about it. That is really nice. So when you were first, when you went on that first trip, what were some of the things that you felt in terms of just kind of that sense of, oh, wow, like I'm onto something here? So there is actually a few things that are remarkable about such kind of an immersive multi-day uh, backpacking experience. One is one is the scenery. Um, you know, scenery is amazing. We depending, of course, where you go, but we are so lucky in the United States. There is sixty-one national parks. Uh, there are places like Yosemite. There are places like Yellowstone or or, or Grand Canyon. Um, uh, and uh, just the sheer incredibility of what you see. And it's not just from the tourist perspective. Okay, you drove to the to the Great Canyon, you get out of the bus, you look at this immense uh, uh, hole in the wall, in the, in the, in the earth, which is, which is mind-boggling by its grandeur. And then you hop on the bus and you go see something else. Um, if you can get out of the bus and then go into the Great Canyon and spend a day or two hiking and spend the night under the stars, that is a completely different experience. Um, and so there is that. But on top of that, there are other parts of magic. Um, I, to me, it comes back to the fact that as species, biologically, uh, humans have been sort of created, that, that's our natural habitat. We think of that being a habitat for like wildlife. Uh, and our natural habitat is the, uh, you know, urban jungle, but, but that's not true, right? Our natural habitat is the outdoors and humans are designed uh, to basically walk all day, come somewhere in the evening, break a camp, sleep in the camp, get up in the morning and walk again. Uh, and there is something so deep about returning to your roots. I am a city dweller. I have never spent a night outdoors until I started doing this. The remarkable thing was how quickly it felt natural. Trail life all of a sudden was the life. 
and uh, and I love that life. And it happened so quickly, uh, I can't explain it in any way other than to say it felt like being home. And then th- there's a third part of it, and that third part of it is just how accomplished you feel, how empowered you feel by doing seemingly simple things. Waking up in the morning, packing your bag, uh, planning a day, climbing that hill, coming down, uh, settling your camp, cooking dinner and saying, my God, I made it one more day. I have survived. I belong here. I can do that. Um, It's actually incredibly empowering. It sounds like it's really good for self-confidence. Um, for me, it did wonders. Um, it definitely didn't just give me, you know, a fantastic hobby to spend uh, to spend time in the outdoors, but it really helped me come around as the, you know, as a person with competence and confidence and uh, um, and ambitions and uh, just comfort about myself and about my skills and my adaptability. That was so sorely lacking in my life at the time. Yeah, I can see it being really good for teenagers. And I think as a matter of fact, there's probably or there are multiple programs for kids, whether they're having challenges or not, to get them out there in some sort of outdoor learning environment and backpacking and doing the hiking and setting up camp and getting all those skills that they're not using just sitting around staring at their phones. Well, arguably the most successful, you know, at scale youth development program is Boy Scouts, right? Over years of the decades and those you just described the tenants of that program there is uh, there is there's more and more research coming out in the recent years in particular i think that topic um is becoming more and more socially important of the connection between people and the outdoors and just how useful it is kind of scientists trying to break down what is so magical about spending time outdoors? Why it does such a wonderful job for your you know, overall well-being? Enters out and, and we'll, we'll hear more, I'm sure, in, in years to come. But there is that deep connection uh, to the point where in several countries, doctors are starting to prescribe time outdoors as the part of the, of the get well planning. I completely believe it. I, like I said earlier in the show, I'm, I'm blessed to live in a town that's a third conservation land. So I can be in the woods in about two minutes. And I mean, hundreds of acres of woods, absolutely gorgeous. So I've been able to incorporate year round. I mean, if it's, you know, below, if it's over 15 degrees, I'll be outside with the dogs. Not very long. Um, and luckily I'm in the Northeast. It does get cold, but usually it's in the twenties or thirties and I'm fine. You bundle up, you take the dogs, you have a good time, you go snowshoeing. And then uh, in the fall, I mean, it's been absolutely glorious. When we're done here, I'll get my dogs out before I have to pick up my daughter. And I think that's why I haven't been inclined to try backpacking because I have that accessibility to it so often. But I think from what you're saying, I, I should still try it, maybe go on an actual camping trip. I, I think you should. Northeast uh, is beautiful. I spent, uh, I spent several years in, in Midwest. Uh, Great Lake area is, is, is fantastic. I think something different happens when you go backpacking. Uh, part of it is just remoteness of it, and, and everything is so much more profound if you do that over just a longer period of time. You get a chance to disconnect deeper, um, and, and you just immerse yourself deeper. 
uh, you often see fewer people if you do it longer. And so I think everything is sort of sort of compounds. But then these additional, you know, experiences of, yeah, setting up the camp and cooking by the campfire and, you know, fetching water. Uh, whether you do it yourself with your dogs, I do a fair amount of hiking solo, um, just by myself or with my pup. Uh, or with friends, uh, both have, uh, you know, fantastic attributes to it, which hiking just, you know, doesn't deliver because that's not part of it. You know, I was reading, Victoria, that your complete gear set for most multi-day high-altitude adventures weighs a mere 7.5 pounds before food and water. Okay, so what are you doing to get it so low? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, years and years of tweaking it and, and uh, you know, learning about it and tuning it and acquiring skills. Uh, kind of a funny thing is, is that the more skills you have, the more minimalistic would be your gear and the other way around. So when people get started, they're packed in to be, you know, quite a bit heavier and that's fine. Um, having light backpack allows you to move faster. It allows you to make much more distances. Um, if I have 20, 25 mile days, it's a whole lot easier to do with the, you know, light backpack rather than, rather than heavy one. Um, but essentially, uh, gear uh, is is also uh, you know fantastic, and there are some um, some some incredible new materials that are increasingly making it into you know from like uh, space and military applications to the to the you know normal backpacking use. Um, and so my tent, uh, this is a fourth or fifth generation tent that I carry. Um, it uh, it weighs five ounces. Uh, on top of that, I only set it up for three nights out of 30 nights that I backpacked this, uh, this summer. Most of the nights uh, in Sierra Nevada, I could just actually sleep, what they call it, cowboy style under under the stars. I like the cowboy style. Now, which type of food do you like to bring? Do you, do you mix it up between the dehydrated food and then things that you make yourself? So yes, I mix it up. And the more I go out, the more the more I am mixing things up. Um, my diet would usually be for breakfast, uh, something like uh, scrambled eggs or, um, or oatmeal, actually not that different from what I would normally eat at home. Um, lunches are um, usually cold cuts, um, uh, maybe uh, bread is maybe for many, many, many days. Uh, carrying you know, something like, like real bread would get, uh, would get a little heavy, but you can get flat bread, which is much lighter. And it's good to go for several days, so you can make sandwiches with cheese or salami. You know, sounds pretty pretty standard, I guess. Uh, and then the you know the dinner is is the big meal, and uh, sometimes I will go for uh, dehydrated meals. There is number of uh, there is uh, a couple of very big companies like Mountain House. Most people know Mountain House that are making you know assortment of uh, of, of of dinners. But then there is a lot of young boutique companies. Uh, and they seem to be spreading, and a cottage industry seems to be forming around uh, really delicious freeze-dry, freeze-dried meals. And then on top of that, I, I carry a alcohol stove that allows me to cook what I what I want, um, and so I can make um, an assortment of things: um, anything with rice, mashed potato, ramen, um, and then uh, and then I might dehydrate chicken um so that that's easy to go but then i can cook the um, you know the fixing on the trail around it now what do you do about animals and your food yeah so the favorite everybody's favorite question <laughs> and probably everybody's favorite fear you know if you're 
number one fear why people don't go backpacking is they'll say, oh my God, what if I run into a bear? And, or, or, you know, what if my mountain lion chases me? Yeah, first of all, these, these situations are, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, incredibly rare. Um, they do happen. I've, I've run into bears multiple times. Oh, wow. uh, they, uh, they don't want to they don't want to have anything to do with you. So you, you need to know the protocol of how to behave when you come across them. Uh, it's usually, you know, quick, peaceful, and, and you just wish you had more time to pull out your camera. Um, but you kind of do need to know what to, you know, what to do when, when, uh, when a situation like that, that occurs. Uh, the percentage of problems that hikers have with, uh, you know, any of the wildlife is, is, is literally, you know, none. You, you're at much bigger risk to get hit by the car on the way to the trailhead than attacked by a bear, you know, on the trail. Well, what do you do if you see a bear? And then we'll get back. Yeah, well, so I had an interesting situation just this summer, about a month ago. I was solo. I was, I was by myself. I was in a very remote area of, of Sierra Nevada. I would see maybe one, one, one human a, a day. And I was coming around the river bank to the river that I needed to cross. And the trail kind of turned very suddenly. And in the middle of this river stood a black bear. And it, it saw me just a fraction of a second before I saw it. And it got, it kind of got scared. So it made a lot of noise and it jumped out of the river onto the, onto the, uh, you know, onto river, river bank. And it ended up being maybe 20 or 25 feet away from me. Um, and then, uh, and then it hid behind the tree and it was so cute. It hid behind the tree and started looking at me it's like who are you person and why are you here and then just how scared should i be of you um enough time for me to pull my camera take the picture and then just just move about my way my, my way was cleared at that point in time so i i kept the eye contact with the bear making sure that he liked the fact that i was backing away first i backed away with you know still maintaining eye contact and and then eventually turn turn around and, and left this is, I think, fairly typical, you know, how things like that go. Okay. Wow. Now, do you put your food up in a tree? So the most important part really around animal safety is how do you protect your food? And again, there are protocols for doing that. There is a good old, uh, um, I don't know, practices of hanging your food in, in the trees. That's been largely debanked. First of all, it's really difficult to do right and most people do this wrong but more importantly bears are very smart so they evolve and turns out that they actually learn how to crack the code and get your food down if even if it's hung properly so no instead of doing that if you're going to be in the bear country there are proper ways to basically lock your food in a safe container there's something called bear bear canisters some national parks require it. Others will uh, recommend it, uh, but uh, but more and more will probably, you know, likely to require carrying them. Uh, it's really easy. You know, you basically carry this uh, protected cylinder with you and you put your food inside uh, at night and then you carry it 20, 30 feet away from, you know, from your camp itself and, um, and bears can get to it. And more importantly, in many cases, it's also something that people call mini bears. There are all the other crickets that also want your food <laughs> and very good. You know, the chipmunks, the pikas, the marmots, they are, you know, they're, they're nasty little buggers and you don't want them to get to your food anymore. Um, so, you know, that container will protect the food against both. Oh, that's great. Now, Victoria, talk to us about rideontrek.com. 
Uh, yeah, Lisa. So this is my latest. Uh, this is my my latest entrepreneurial venture. I've uh, I founded a company a year and a half ago called Ride on Track. RideOnTrack.com. Um, and the the point of it is to enable people like myself to get access to the big outdoors and remove every barrier possible so that that experience was you know easier and more pleasant and and how people develop these skills. Uh, you know, as much as possible. And I believe that there is a place for a technology platform and set of services to, to help people do that. I got lucky that I had friends who literally brought me along on this trip and helped me pick gear and just figure out how to find route and whatnot. But a lot of people, as it turns out, dozens and dozens of millions of people in the US uh, say that they would love to get into, into backpacking um maybe they're camping sometimes maybe they're hiking they want to take it to the next level but they really don't know how and i could see why having gone through that i have a lot of uh, compassion for this barrier how do you i know how to dress up to stay warm and comfortable how do i know you know what gear to to, to take with me you you mentioned that your backpack was not comfortable it was probably not fit right plus on top of that uh people tend to overpack People start with, you know, 40 pounds of stuff they don't need, uh, and then it kills their back. So Right on Track is essentially uh, a platform that makes for a, think about it as an all-inclusive backpacking adventures. Just like you would if you decided to go on a cruise or kind of an all-inclusive vacation, you expect that somebody put together an itinerary. That is amazing, but also fitting your, um, you know, your, your physical skills. Um, you're going to get complete gear list that you can tailor and customize to your own needs and wants. You're going to get complete meal plans, which you can also customize to your taste. You're going to get step-by-step instructions, you know, where to get the permit if you need it, you know, how to drive, where to leave your car, where to spend every night. It's going to give you a map that marks, you know, every spot that you need to know where to fill in the water and where to, you know, put up the camp and what to do the next day. And it kind of packages that experience for you uh you know in a single place that's that's the core idea so the website is free we've been up uh, you know up and running for about a year now um and today the platform is most geared to people who are somewhat experienced backpackers they can come and find tools to build their own itinerary and then buy backpacker food but we are working on a new product that will be you know live before the next summer hiking season which is more along the lines of what i just described and it really combines together the trip itinerary you can search and find the trip for as you know i want to go for two days i want to go three days i'm going to spend you know, my week-long vacation in, you know, Yosemite, you will find, and I like to make, you know, eight-mile days, and somebody like to go for 15-mile days, so you were able to find what you want uh, in terms of itinerary, and then buy food, rent gear, you know, from the same one single place. That's not life yet. We are working to launch it, you know, in a few months. That sounds great. You'll have to come back when that's live because it's so nice to have like a one-stop shop kind of place. Before I let you go today, uh, talk to us about some of the most exciting places, the most beautiful places that you've been. Oh my gosh, this is uh, this is a continuous, continuous joy of exploring new places. Well, I love Sierra Nevada. I, I love uh, Colorado's Rockies. Uh, I love Great Canyon. Next weekend, I will be uh, traversing Great Canyon uh, twice, one day. 
from North Rim to South Rim and then coming back. But I've also had a chance to spend time in Patagonia and South America, climb Kilimanjaro and this Christmas. I am uh, I'm spending a week uh, hiking in Peru. That is so amazing. What, you know, I just, I'm so blown away. And I still have a lot of questions. So you definitely have to come back. Uh, the one thing I will ask is for people who are listening, who are like, God, I'm really out of shape. I mean, how do I, I can't take on a 25 mile day. Yeah, the best part is that it is really easy to get started. Just don't get overly ambitious. Start going on local hikes. That has its own benefits. Um, and then go on a little backpacking adventure where you will, uh, uh, you know, hike a few miles to the lake, set up the camp, spend the night and then come back. Um, and then, you know, that will leave you thirsty for more. And then you can incorporate a little more ambitious plans going forward. It's, it's, it's really accessible, you know, even without fancy services. That is so good to know. Victoria, you really inspired me. I want a new story because the one from college makes me laugh, um, but I, I need a new story. And I think this backpacking would be really great for my teenage daughter as well. Tell us all the ways we can find you and all the great work you're doing, Victoria. Uh, yeah, certainly. So, you know, right on track.com. Uh, you can always come and shoot us, shoot us email and it's fine. It's way to me. Um, you can, uh, just shoot me an email. That's, uh, Victoria tried on track.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or, you know, tweet us, which is uh, right underscore on underscore track. Oh, wonderful. And you're on Facebook too. I see. And on Facebook as well. And the Facebook as well. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Sure. Well, I am super excited. Have fun on your next adventures. Everybody get out there, go hiking, go backpacking, but check <laughs> out her wonderful site first because you definitely want to. It is rideontrek.com. Yeah, Trek, T-R-E-K, rideontrek.com. And listen, folks, if somebody just have any question about how do I get started, how to select the gear, what place to recommend... Just go to rideontrack.com and shoot us a question. We actually have a way to do that really easily. And we love helping people, you know, get in the outdoors by advice, not just by services as well. So we'll write that to you, I promise. Oh, that's wonderful. Victoria, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, get out there and hike and have a great day.